return is very close And so you better be believing that our God is an awesome God Our God is an awesome God Welcome to a service at Holy Life Tabernacle in Brookings, South Dakota. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus Christ. Now let's go into the sanctuary and here's today's message. Lowell, thankful you for your part there tonight with the technology and stuff as well. So that's, that's good. You can always pick up things on our YouTube's uh, channel and uh, face, uh, Facebook, church uh, website, all those places, pick up stuff. So, Pastor Rander, why don't you come? Let's welcome him, all right, as he comes to share tonight. Amen. We're trying to pry our way into the 21st century, so. Hallelujah. It's good to be, be here tonight. Amen. Like Pastor Dave said, glad we're open. Amen. Amen. We're open for business. Of course, the Lord's always open for business. Amen. He's never quarantined. Hallelujah. Father, we just thank you for tonight. We thank you that we can meet together. We thank you that it is ordained that we continue to meet, Lord, that we meet more as the day approaches, that we assemble ourselves together. Father, I thank you for speaking through me tonight, Lord, that I don't give my opinions, but I give the word. We just thank you for your love and your presence here tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's go to Matthew 14, verse 25 here. Victory before the storm. Verse 25 says, Now in the fourth watch of the night, Jesus went to them, walking on the sea. And when, he, when the disciples saw him walking on the sea, they were troubled, saying, It is a ghost. And they cried out for fear. But immediately, Jesus spoke to them, saying, Be of good cheer, it is I. Do not be afraid. And Peter answered and said, Lord, if it is you, command me to come to you on the water. So he said, Come. And when Peter had come down out of the boat, He walked on the water to go to Jesus. But when he saw the wind was boisterous, he was afraid. And beginning to sink, he cried out, saying, Lord, save me. And immediately Jesus stretched out his hand and caught him and said to him, Oh, you of little faith, why did you doubt? And when they got into the boat, the wind ceased. Hallelujah. And so you notice that at Jesus' word, come, Peter jumped out of the boat. He stepped out of the boat. Amen. And it said as he, as he started to walk, he saw the wind being boisterous, and he started to sink, and Jesus immediately reached down and saved him. And one thing that I was talking to Steve, with Steve Johnson, and the Lord had revealed this to him, um, and he revealed it to me through him, but even though Jesus caught him and held him up when he started to, started to sink, Jesus always had him. Amen? Amen? From the time he said, come... Jesus had him. Amen. Amen? He wouldn't have told him to come if Jesus didn't have his back, right? Right. So when he told him to come, he's saying, I'm not going to let anything happen to you. I've ordained you to come. Amen. I've ordained you to walk onto the water towards me. Amen. And I already have you. And and then Jesus asked, why did you doubt? Oh, you have little faith. Why did you doubt? And he wasn't asking, why did you doubt your ability to walk on the water? Because he knew it wasn't Peter's ability. I mean, who was it? It was his faith in the word of God. His faith in the word of Jesus to say, come. Amen? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. When he said, come, 
Peter should have known he was already in safety. Whenever the Lord ordains you to do something, you're in safety in him. Amen? He's always with us. He's always guiding us. Amen? He's always protecting us. He always has his arms around us. Hallelujah. But it's easy to think, and and especially now that, you know, the Lord only shows up in difficult times. It's easy to think that. Sometimes we get it when things are going really well, we might get away from the word a little bit. We might get away from trusting in the Lord. But when trouble comes and it's like, well, Lord, I know that you have me. I'm going to hold on to you now. Amen. It's easy to think that, but Jesus is really holding on to us all the time. Amen. Amen. He's holding on to us before the storm. Amen. He's holding on to us in the quiet. He's holding on to us, amen, when things are going well. Right? Right. And so, even though we might feel his presence more during a difficult time or something that we're going through, a circumstance or a storm, the truth is, during the good times, he's holding on to us too. Amen? Amen? Isn't that good? During the good and the bad. Because it says in the Bible that he never leaves us and he never forsakes us. Amen. Amen. So, so we know that when things are going really, really well, he is still holding on to us. He's still speaking to us. He's still interacting with us. Amen. Because Jesus knows. He knows that storms are going to come in our life. Amen. He knows things that we're going to have to face. We're going to talk about it a little later, but Jesus went through the same exact temptations. He went through the same struggles. Amen. He was a man after all. He had temptations from the devil without sin. Amen. Hallelujah. So he knows what we're going to face. He knows what it's going to take to get through the storm. Amen. And he doesn't wait to the last moment to equip us. In this, in this story, it kind of looks like, well, at the last moment, Jesus caught him. No, Jesus already had him. Amen. Jesus already had him. He already knew that there was a chance that Peter might start to stumble a little bit, that he might notice the wind and the wave. So Jesus was ready. And in your life, Jesus is ready for whatever you face. Amen? He doesn't say that, that storms will not come. Amen? But he will give us the strength, and he gives us the grace to deal with storms as they come. That's why the Bible says, don't worry about tomorrow, because tomorrow is going to worry about itself. He says, if I've clothed even the lilies of the field in, in the, the, the sweet array that they have, well, I not much more clothe the, the people that I love, amen, the children that I love. So he, he loves us so much that he's not going to leave us without in the future, amen. And one thing I've seen a lot of is, is um, especially during the, the COVID-19, is people looking way to the future, and starting to say, well, what's going to happen here and here and here? And I think it's good to be aware, amen, it's good to be aware of end time things, and it's good to be aware that, that yes, we will have to go through things, amen, there will be persecutions, there will be different things, but we don't have to be fearful of those things, amen. Hallelujah. God doesn't just speak to us and give us words of encouragement when we're in trials, but if we keep our relationship with him, when everything's going well, he's speaking to us and strengthening us for the next thing that life's going to throw at us. Because I mean, some of in here have had life throw more things at them than, than I have, probably. And things that are difficult, things that and maybe in the moment you think, how are we, how can our faith withstand what's going on? And again, the truth is that even before that, Jesus was already prepping you. He was already encouraging you. Amen. He doesn't send he doesn't send that storm in your life 
but he will prep you for the coming storms. Amen? Amen. So he knows everything we're going to face and what it's going to take to get through the storm. Mm -hmm. And if we let him, he will speak to us so that we can equip ourselves before the storm begins. Because remember, it's our job to equip ourselves. Amen? We have to put on the armor, right? It says that we put on the armor of God, but it's still us putting on the armor. Equipping ourselves takes action. Amen. But he's there to help us. You know, and before Jesus met him on the water, the verse before, the Bible says that he went up on the mountain by himself to pray. And so it's not like he just thought, well, I'm going to go for a stroll on the water tonight. And it was between 3 and 6 a.m., I think, was the time frame. But undoubtedly, he prayed for his disciples on the mountain. You know, I even think in John, when he's praying, and he prays for himself first, and he prays for his disciples second, and he prays for all believers third. Amen. And I've used this before that, that when, you know, if you're in a plane and it's losing altitude, you want to take care of yourself first. You put the mask on yourself first, so then you can help others. It's important to stay built up. And Jesus did that, I'm sure, all the time, just stay built up in the Word. Amen. Built, he he says, says in the Bible that we can build ourselves up on our most holy faith. Amen. Amen. So it's important to build ourselves up, to edify ourselves. Amen. But he also prayed for his disciples. And no doubt he was praying for the disciples that night. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. The Bible says that we have a great high priest. Amen. Who makes intercession for us. Hebrews 4.14 mm-hmm. says, Seeing that we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens... Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses. Another way to say that is we do have a high priest who can sympathize with our weaknesses, but was all points tempted as, as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne room of grace, that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Yeah. Amen. And, he, and we're always under his wing. It says that we're under the shadow of the wing. Psalm 91.4 says, He shall cover you with his feathers, and under his wing you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and a buckler. And, you know, shield goes in front. So he will go in front of you no matter what life throws at you. Whenever, no matter, and I keep saying life, but I should really say, well, no matter what the devil throws at you. Amen. Because we do have an adversary. Amen. Pastor Dave's talked about it numerous times in the last couple months. But we do have an adversary who is the devil. Amen. But it says that he has, he's our great high priest who passes through the heavens. Amen. Now, if we jump down to Hebrews 7.24, again, talking about this great high priest, Jesus, mm-hmm. it says, talking about the priests of old, verse 24 says, But he, being he, because he continues forever, has an unchangeable priesthood. Yeah. Therefore, he is, all able to, or he is also able to save to the uttermost, or eternally, those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. So he has an unchangeable priesthood in our life. Yep. Amen. He's, he's not moved by situations. He's not moved by circumstances like we can be. Amen. Yep. But, you know, think of what the priest had to do. You know, it was the, you went to the priest to get atonement for your sins. And the priest basically was the head of the church, was the head of, of you as a not a Christian at that time, but of a, of a Jewish person. You know, you got all your direction, you got all your guidance, you got your forgiveness. All that came from God through the priest, right? But now we have a great high priest. Amen. Amen. And it says he continues forever. He is unchangeable. 
And he's also able to save to the uttermost those who come to God through him, since he always lives to make intercession for them. So he intercedes for us. Amen. Amen? He's praying for us continually. Usually when we intercede for somebody in particular, we're praying for a specific need. Amen? It's it's good when you're praying for somebody to get specifics, so you can specifically pray to target whatever is going on. Amen? But because Jesus knows all of our needs, he can specifically pray for you no matter what you're going through. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. It says in the Bible that, that the word of God, also Jesus, knows our thoughts and our intents of our heart. Amen. And he can pray specifically for us before we go through the temptation or storm and stand with us as we go through it. Amen. So even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, amen, how many, aren't we glad that we don't, it doesn't just say walk into the valley of the shadow of death, but walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Amen. Amen. He is with us. He is guiding us. He is that light. He is that He is that pillar of fire by night. Amen. His mercies are new every morning. You know, the darkest, you know, the night is darkest just before dawn. Mm-hmm. And when Jesus gets a hold of you and you and you experience his mercy and you experience his grace, amen, you know. There can nothing, there's nothing that can get between me and God. I am more than a conqueror through him who loved me. Amen. And so we have to know, amen, that Jesus knows everything that we have need of. He understands the ways that we're tempted. Amen. He knows where we're most likely to be tripped up. Amen. So we should always be coming to him because we always need him. That verse, Hebrews 4, says that we come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. Well, we always need him, amen? Yep. We always should be reaching out to him. And it says that we come boldly to it. Yep. I mean, it's easy, if especially maybe you've gone off track a little bit, and if, if your life is in shambles, or you're just not, you know, it's easy to kind of, you know, kind of inch up to God. Hey, God, I know you haven't seen me in a couple months, but I uh, was wondering if you could help me out. Yeah. Yeah. No, he says we can come boldly to the throne room of grace. Mm-hmm. Even if we feel like we've missed it, you know, big time. We should be able to still come boldly. Amen. Amen. My kids know if they want something, you know, I might not always say yes as, as an earthly parent, but they know they can boldly come to me and ask at least. Amen. As a, as a father, as God our Father, we can come boldly to Him. Amen. Amen. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. He can pray specifically for us. Hallelujah. We read his word in order to build ourselves up continually, not just when we face difficult circumstances. Hallelujah. The Lord doesn't stay with us during the storm. And then when skies skies clear, say, well, it's all fine now. I'll come find you during the next storm. He doesn't do that. Amen. He stays with us before, during, and after the storm. And he helps us to be equipped at all times. And I always think of Joseph, the story of Joseph in the Old Testament, you know, before he was sold into slavery, God gave him two, two different dreams. And uh, let's go to that, Genesis 37, verse 7 through 11, just kind of recapping the two dreams. There, they, uh, there we were, binding sheaves in the field, and behold, my sheaf rose, and also stood upright, and indeed your sheaves stood all around and bowed down to my sheaf. And his brother said to him, Shall you indeed reign over us? Or shall you indeed have dominion over us? So they hated him even more for his dreams and for his words. Then he dreamed still another dream and told it to his brothers and said, Look, I have dreamed another dream. 
And this time the sun, the moon, and the eleven stars bowed down to me. So he told it to his father and to his brothers. And his father's rebuke, father rebuked him and said to him, What is this dream that you have dreamed? Shall, you and your, shall your mother and I and your brothers indeed come to bow down to the earth before you? And his brothers envy him, but his father kept the matter in mind. And we see, so God gave him these genes, and we see that while he was in Potiphar's house, while he was sold into slavery, was in Potiphar's house, was in the prison, that it kept saying, and the Lord was with Joseph. Amen. And I really believe that, that the timing of the dreams was important in Joseph's life. Because whenever something happened, whenever he was in Potiphar's house as a slave, whenever he was in prison, and he was maybe starting to get down on himself, he's able to think back to the dream that God had given him, that you were going to be a leader. And he's able to hold on to that. Hold on to that dream and said, no, I'm not going to get down because this is what God told me. This is the promise that God spoke to me. Amen. And so God knew exactly what Joseph had need of before he went through these things. Amen. Hallelujah. And we see that, you know, I don't think it was a coincidence that God gave him these dreams before he went into slavery. You know, I think of Jeannie had a great word on Sunday just about. How, you know, before Jesus did any miracles, before Jesus did, had started, really started his ministry, God looked down on him and said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. I really, Jesus needed to hear that. <laughs> Amen. It was, just, it was just a sign of the Father's love towards him. And even before we do anything, whether we're, you know, like the prodigal son and we go off and we live selfishly, or whether we're close by the Father all the time, he is pleased with you. Amen. He is pleased with his children because it says without faith it's impossible impossible to please God. Well, if you're one of his children, that means you've had faith that Jesus died on the cross for your sins. Amen. So, yeah, without, without faith, it is impossible to please God. But it, at the very beginning level, we please God because we become into his kingdom. Amen. Because we believe in his son. Amen. Hallelujah. Another example is Elijah when... Jezebel is trying to kill him. First Kings 19. So, so it was when Elijah heard it. So Jezebel sent out an order to kill Elijah. And when Elijah heard it, he wrapped his face in his mantle and went out and stood at the entrance of the cave. Oh, sorry. So yeah, Jezebel orders to kill him. Elijah goes and runs away. The Lord speaks to him. And so he goes to the foot of the cave, entrance of the cave. Suddenly a voice came to him and said, What are you doing here, Elijah? And he said, I have been very zealous for the Lord God of hosts, because the children of Israel have forsaken your covenant, torn down your altars, and killed your prophets with the sword. I alone am left, and they seek to take my life. Now, in Elijah's mind, there's no hope. <laughs> He's the only one that's left. There's, you know, he just, he just, there were so many miracles done before him, just before this. Yeah. And then Jezebel, one word, and, and he runs off for his life. But well, we see in 1 Kings 19:18, just four verses later, the Lord said, Yet I have revealed 7,000 in Israel, all whose knees have not bowed to Baal, and every mouth that has not kissed him. God's always planning ahead. Amen? Amen? So when Elijah said, I'm the only one, the Lord knew he could say, No, I have 7,000 more. And that strengthened Elijah. Strengthen him to go and listen to the word of the Lord. Go to back and, and find Elisha to take up his mantle. Amen. But he's always planning ahead. He knows what we need at the exact moment that we need it. 
He's never late and he's never early. Amen. He's always on time. Hallelujah. He always has our back. He always has the answer before we ask the question. Amen. It might feel like we don't have any strength left, but Jesus is always trying to strengthen our spirit. He always wants to put strength inside of us. And he'll tell you exactly what you need to hear to get through. Remember that Jesus already has the victory. Amen. Hallelujah. And we can live victoriously if we follow him. We can have victory over the storm before the storm comes. Mark 40, or Mark 4, uh, 35 says, On the same day when evening has come, he said to them, Let us cross over to the other side. Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat in the boat, so it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace, be still. And the wind ceased, and there was a great calm. But he said to them, Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? And they feared exceedingly and said to one another, Who can this be that even the wind and the seas obey him? Now notice Jesus said, Let us cross over to the other side. Amen. He was already living in victory before he got over the boat. He already knew the intention was to go to the other side. I mean, he already knew that was that he it was it was living in victory to say, no, I'm making it to the other side. I don't care what happens. I don't care what storm tries to come up. Amen. Right. Hallelujah. He made a declaration of where they were going and it didn't cross his mind that it wouldn't happen. Right. So when Jesus, when the Lord tells you something in your life about your ministry or wants you to do something, we should have no fear. Amen about what to do in that situation. Because we know that, that what God starts in us, he's going, to be, he's going to complete it. Amen. It says that he's faithful to complete what he starts in us. So as he gives you a word, amen, he's not going to cut short the word. Amen. And he's going to be with us, guiding us, protecting us, as we carry out his word. Hallelujah. If we already know that we have the victory, we want to get to a place where we aren't fearful in the battle. Amen. And that's, you know, the Bible talks about being perfect Christians. I tell you what, it's, you know, we all have a little fear, I think, when it comes to battles in our life. I mean, but the, the place that we continue to strive for, you know, the Bible says that we can strive for, for perfection. You know, the Bible says that, that we can strive to know the love that passes all knowledge. Amen? And so with God, everything is more than enough. With God, everything is is cup running over everything is you know everything is more than full hallelujah so he always wants you to attain perfection he always wants you to seek perfection in him amen Amen. there's a song called sea of victory by elevation worship i don't know if anybody's heard it here it's on the radio um but there's some lyrics the some of the lyrics i really like some of the lyrics on christian radio i don't really like sometimes um but I was listening to this uh, just uh, yesterday, and uh, it just really spoke to me. It says, some of the lyrics are, The weapon may be formed, but it won't prosper. When the darkness falls, it won't prevail. Because the God I serve knows only how to triumph. My God will never fail. I'm going to see a victory. I'm going to see a victory. For the battle belongs to you, Lord. Going to worship my way through this battle. You take what the enemy meant for evil and you turn it for good. Amen. Amen. 
The wicked are out. The wicked have fallen, Lord. Come on and give a shout out of the truth. And I love that. You know, very, very rarely do you hear Christian songs talk about the enemy. And so, you know, what the enemy meant for evil in your life. Amen. Because he, Satan comes to steal, kill, and to destroy. God come, Jesus came that we may have life. Amen. Amen. So what the enemy means for evil in your life, he, turn, he, he can turn that for good. Amen. Amen. Yep. Hallelujah. And it says, in the last part, come on and give a shout out of the truth. Mm-hmm. Amen. The circumstances may look bleak, bleak, but the truth is that we have the victory already through Jesus. Amen. Yes. Even if death takes us, we have the victory yep. if we're in Christ. Amen. 1 Corinthians 15 Verse 56, just a couple more scriptures here. It says, The sting of death is sin, and the strength of sin is the law. But thanks be to God who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. Therefore, my beloved brethren, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Amen. You're going to face battles in your ministry. Amen. We all have a ministry. Hallelujah. Maybe at uh, maybe at the university, maybe at our jobs, somewhere else, you know, whatever field that you work in, we're always going to face battles at our ministries. But we know that our ministry is not in vain, amen. But through Jesus, you are, you can have a victorious ministry. And if you're doing the Lord's work, you already have a victorious ministry, amen. Sometimes, you know, there's jobs that you can. There's a tangible. You can look at, you know, at the end of the day, you can look and you see that this great work was completed. Like a construction worker. We're getting some construction done in our house and, you know, we just put a bathroom in our basement and it's like, hey, I can physically see that the bathroom is done. Amen. But there's something, you know, some jobs aren't, the results aren't as tangible. Maybe it takes a while to see the results of the job. But know that you have the victory in Jesus. Amen. That you can have a victorious ministry, even though maybe you can't see it right away. Yep. Hallelujah. Yep. But you can have a victorious ministry to Jesus. Yep. Last scripture, Colossians 2.14 says, Having wiped out a handwriting of requirements that was against us, which was contrary to us, and he has taken it out of the, out of the way, having nailed it to the cross, having disarmed principalities and powers, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. Amen. Hallelujah. So there used to be a handwriting of requirements that was against us. A debt that needed to be paid. Amen. And we couldn't pay the debt. Mankind had to pay the debt, but we couldn't pay the debt. Amen. Before Jesus came, we couldn't pay the debt. And we were always living in defeat and bondage because of it. Amen. The law came that people could recognize their sin. Right? And so every day, the Israelites were reminded constantly... You're screwing up. You're screwing up. Yep. Amen. But it just, that was, had, that covenant had to happen. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But when Jesus came as a man, yeah. amen. And this is, you know, the devil, it says in the Bible, he would not have done this if he would have known what was going to happen to him after Jesus died on the cross. But when Jesus came as a man, he was able to pay the debt that we couldn't pay. Amen. So now instead of living in defeat and bondage, we can live in victory and freedom. Amen. Because of Jesus, because there, because there was an unpayable debt that he was able to pay. Amen. And all of this happened way before we lived. Amen. So if he had the victory back then, that means, 
you know, it's kind of like when, we're, when we receive our healing. The Bible says, by his stripes, we were healed. So if we were healed back then, if we had the victory back then, then certainly we have the victory now. Amen? Yeah. We're still living under the same covenant, the covenant of grace. Amen? And we have the victory. Amen. So next time you're in a battle and you're seeking the Lord, you know, one thing that um, I didn't really tie in very well, but, but just as far as Joseph, when, you know, he had the dreams and he, you know, it was kind of what he needed to get through, you know, what's going on. In his life, but the next time you're in a battle and you're seeking the Lord, think back to what He's been saying to you in your quiet time. Yeah. Amen. Because yeah. a lot of times He's wanting to equip you before the storm comes. Amen. Amen. He doesn't want to leave you high and dry. Right. Amen. Right. He's gonna he, He'll speak to us, and, and maybe it'll be through somebody or just in our quiet time, like I said, prayer, yeah. reading the Word, whatever it is. But He'll speak to us. And he'll give us things that might not make sense for the time we're in. We might get a word from the Lord, and we're like, that doesn't really. That doesn't really make sense for where I'm at right now. But, you know, kind of like, you know, when Mary, when she heard things about her son Jesus, it said she pondered them in her heart. Amen. When, when the Lord gives you a word, even if it doesn't make very much sense, ponder it in your heart. Think about it. Carry it. Amen. Write it down. Because there may be a time in the future where you need that word. Amen. Maybe a verse stuck out to you or someone gave you a word of encouragement, you know, or, or just a word of knowledge that you're like, well, that doesn't really but I tell you what, the Lord will bring those things back to your remembrance as you go through storms, as you go through times in your life that are real struggles. And we all have different, you know, all of our lives are, are vary, right? So we might not, we're not going to have the same struggles, but we can use the same principle. Amen. All right. So we're we're in a we're in a storm. It's like, all right, Lord, what, you know, when things are going well, what were you telling me? And you can just meditate on it. And it says the Lord, the Holy Spirit, will bring it back to our remembrance. Amen? Amen. And he'll speak to us before we go through the storm. Hallelujah. So I just, as you go about the rest of the week, just think about that. If you're going through a tough time right now, is there something that somebody said maybe a couple weeks ago? Or that the Lord's been constantly giving you in your spirit as you read? You know, think about that. You know, think about those things and just, just really try to meditate. And like, okay, what are you... You know, not that the Lord's bringing something to, to tell you something, amen, bringing a storm to tell you something in it, but he will guide you through the storm, amen. He will, yeah. he will give us little things here and there that we really need to go through certain storms in our life, amen. Well, Father, we just thank you for your word. We thank you that we can have confidence in you, Jesus. Lord, we thank you that you come and you give us life and life more abundantly, Lord. Help us to recognize our enemy. Help us to recognize our opponent, Lord. We know that it's not you, that you are our answer. And we thank you for that, Lord. We thank you for just a great week. Hallelujah. A peace-filled week in Jesus' name. A week without fear. A week without worry. Lord, help us to continue to rely on you. We don't lean on our own understanding, but we rely on you, Jesus. And so we thank you right now. We bless you. We bless everybody here tonight. Safe travels home. Hallelujah. Good time. Good reports at the doctor. Good reports at jobs. Lord, we just thank you for all your blessings. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. If you guys need prayer tonight, you can come on up. And I'd be happy to pray with you as well. Amen. Amen. God is an awesome God.
thank you for listening to this inspirational message. We trust that you were encouraged in your faith. For additional information or resources, please contact the church at 605-692-4616. You can email us at holylife@brookings.net or visit our website at holylifetabernacle.com. If you're in the Brookings area, please stop by to visit a service. We are located at 241 Mustang Pass, just off Main Avenue South. Our service times are Sundays at 10 a.m. and 6.30 p.m., also Wednesday nights at 7. God bless you.